right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Comedy Castle podcast. I'm Joel Fragamani, running down what's happening at the Comedy Castle this week. It's a big week. This is a week that we emphasize new comedians. How's that sound? New comedians, a brand new first-time headliner, Jade Catapretta. And I'll be talking to Jade in just a little bit here. So stay tuned for that. I think you're going to enjoy Jade. I did. Uh, and uh, we had a connection that I didn't know we had. And we'll get more into that in a second. But let's tell you what's going on this week. Wednesday, May 3rd. You might be hearing this Wednesday, May 3rd. If you are, you got time to get down to the 101. That's the Beginner Comedy Class Showcase at 7.30 p.m. All the brand new comedians, their friends and families, they're going to be out. And you can watch that show, too. Uh, it starts at 7.30. And, uh, yeah, it's usually a fun show. A lot of, you know, first-timers. Pretty much everybody's going up for the first time. The friends and family. Uh, the, the the work friends are watching to see if their friend really is funny, like he thought he might be. <laughs> Stuff like that goes on. So always enjoy those showcases. And then they may join the advanced comedy class with me. So we'll see about that. Uh, Thursday... At 7.30, that's uh, May 4th. Jade Catapretta, she starts her uh, three nights of shows on Thursday at 7.30. Also, 7.15 and 9.45 on Friday. Saturday, shows are at 7 and 9.30. Got a special Sunday show for you again this week. A fun Sunday show. Christian Johnson, another young comedian. Now, this guy, he says he's clean. So there you go, Christian. I was watching some of him on YouTube tonight, and it was fun. So, uh, And he, he's big on social media. You may know him from his TikToks or his Instagram. I know a lot of people do. Uh, you can get tickets for that over on ComedyCastle.com as well. 7 p.m. on Sunday, May 7th for Christian. Part of the new Comedy Castle free parking series. It's not the name of it, <laughs> but it should be because you can park for free on Sunday. So if you come to a Sunday show, you park for free. You get to see Christian Johnson. What a great night. Speaking of la uh, parking for free on Sunday, Yakov Smirnoff last Sunday. That was a blast. I, if you came out to the Yakov Smirnoff show, you saw a great show. Yakov was amazing. And you saw a show before the show which involved me standing on a ladder in the middle of the audience trying to get our projector to work, which was no fault of Yakov's. And uh, we actually got that going. I was proud of that. And Yakov was very, uh, very grateful that I got up on a ladder and figured out a way to make his, uh, his slides and his videos play. A lot of interesting stuff there. So I had a, I had a great time with Yakov. Thanks to everyone that came out uh, to that show. And, uh, yeah, so Ryan Neemiller had some great shows last week, too. It was along with Pat Sievert and Megan Nyes, the opening. That was last week. A lot of fun. But let's talk about Jade before we get into that interview. So Jade is a, 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 a and she describes herself this way, model, actress, host, comedian. She will tell you how she got into comedy. And it's interesting. It's not like a lot of other folks. Uh, so I, I thought that was interesting. She is a Brazilian. I think what you'll hear at the top of the interview is me say Brazilian when I meant to say Portuguese, because that's the language she teaches me how to teach, how to speak Portuguese. 
I do not do it well. Actually, she says I do it okay. I don't really know. And she has a musical theater background. She sings during her act. I watched her special. It was a lot of fun. You'll also hear about a TV show that she created with a friend of mine, maybe a friend of yours, certainly a friend of the Comedy Castle. And I watched her television show. We'll talk all about it. A lot of fun stuff. If you're coming to see Jade this weekend, she'll tell you what she wants you to bring. All right. How about that? That's enough teasing. That's enough setup, right? I think so. Jade Catapretta coming at you right now. On the other end of the line here, Jade Catapretta. Did I get that right? Yes, it was perfect. (laughs) Well, I'm, you know, I'm watching your your special and there's Brazilian in there. We're going to get to all this stuff, but uh, awesome. But uh, yeah, I'm glad I at least got the name right. No, it's perfect. You know, (laughs) or you could say it in Portuguese, Catapreta, which is a little sexier, but nobody gets it. So (sighs) it's myself. I wouldn't even know where to start with that. No, do you want to try saying my real name? Sure. So my real oh, name absolutely. Jaji Moreira Catapreta. Okay, Jaji, I got that. Moreira. Moreira. Oh, that's pretty good. Catapreta. Catapreta. Okay, Catapreta. Wow, I see where that uh, becomes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Italian. Oh, that's why you're pronouncing it. You're rolling all your R's. What is this Michigan boy doing here? What is this? Well, my dad was born in Italy, believe it or not. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I've got a lot of, you know, my grandmother was, you know, four foot six and cooked in the basement. And I got the whole thing. God, I love that. I hope one day to shrink tiny and cook really well. (laughs) I don't know. But see, that's the thing. I don't know. I think they start out pretty small, though, too. I know. Well, it, it's like, yeah, Italians start kind of small yeah. and then um, Brazilians, our butts just get bigger. Oh, is that what that's it like is? A, okay. Well. Yeah, that's how you can tell an elder when they have a really big butt. <laughs> well, Jade, for those of you, uh, you guys would know this listening, but we were going to do this interview a, a half hour or so ago. And Jade was uh, had some important show business stuff to deal with. And so... <laughs> But here's what I was going to tell I didn't tell you this. I said, let's save it for the show. I spent the last half hour watching your show Hotties on Hulu. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, God. Which Isn't was it the most fun garbage. I it is. That. It is. And I also believe after putting it on, I do believe uh, that I have a friend who may have had a hand in creating that show. So, no, who? Jay Chris Newberg. Stop. Yeah. I love Jay Chris. He's my okay. writing partner. We have a Is show he really? that we'll right now. I adore him. Yeah. Okay, so he's a brilliant guy. Jay Chris Newberg and I, I believe, started comedy within a couple of months of each other in Detroit. Oh my God, back in the eighteen hundreds. That must have been so <laughs> exciting. Yeah, I think I've I've probably been on a hundred shows with Jay Chris Newberg over the years. That so. is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So we go way back and when I saw the show, I went like Oh, this is the J. Chris Newberg thing I was supposed to watch that I never watched because it sounded hey, there dumb. You go. <laughs> but when then I found out you're in it, I watched it. Oh, perfect. Yeah, no, it was so fun. We basically just got to be in a trailer making jokes, like making puns about hot stuff. It nice. was such a good time. Like, and if it made us laugh, we know that it would right. you know, make the show. So it was just such an incredible experience. We were so bummed we didn't get a second season, but that's oh, okay. Yeah, I was that's gonna ask- the biggest. 
But it's also, and, and I think uh, in your defense, and maybe uh, to the fault of whoever was promoting this thing, was that I did not even get sort of the double entendre on the word hotties. Uh, I'll explain that people have to eat hot food and date each other. Yeah, so it's four yeah. sexy singles. We put them in two separate trailers. They have to make a date. They have to like have a great date, and then they also have to make a great dish. But every 15 minutes, we would feed them like the spiciest fuck stuff we could find. <laughs> It was just so fun. They're like throwing up and then they're kissing because they want to win the money. It was just it was just savage. Well, I loved it. I, I, I need to apologize to Chris the next time I see him. Oh, say, no. He was I didn't watch excited. it at the time, but now I talk to you and now I'm watching it. So, oh, no, he's um, he's amazing. Yeah, he just actually did a special as well. And nice. yeah. yeah, Chris is uh, Chris. Chris has his hands in a lot of things. And he's always very funny. So uh, good old Michigan boy. Credit. Yeah. Good well, I mean, boy. we started, we used to play a place that had 50 seats, uh, our open mic, sort of our, our local, you know, kind of the regular, uh, you know, show up, go up, open mic had about 50 seats. It was at 1030 on a Thursday and the stage was behind the bar. Wow. And of we would course. play that all the time. And I, I was the host usually. And he was usually kind of the, the big star cleanup guy. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, it's like it's kind of funny. People don't know this about comedy, but like anywhere you go in the world, if you run into a comic, you might not even know their last name, but it kind of feels like your family, yeah. you know, like fellow soldier, soldier out there in the world for yeah. you to just kind of commiserate with. Well, so. because... Probably everybody, and you had that open mic that you went to, or whatever weird oh, yeah. place. Where was where was your store. weird place? Yeah, I started at the comedy store uh, in two thousand and two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and so I definitely have like my little class of broken toys that I feel very bonded with, you know, trauma <laughs> bonded. Now, was that yeah. a was that a class, or did you just go and get on the list? No, or try I guess to- we call them a cl- we call it a class because yeah. it's like everybody that performs there performs there heavily now. Um, they used to work there. So oh, I actually okay. used to work there at the comedy store and I, I lived in my car actually kind of in the really? back too. Wow. So it, it was uh, definitely like my beginning stages were all there. I formed every kind of, um, you know, tick and, and um, personality trait from working there all well, these that's years. Nice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, I, I could see where you would have to get good quickly at the comedy store. Yeah, you know, I kind of started in a time where it was like a little bit dark. There was not a lot of women, not a lot mm-hmm. of women support each other, which is kind of one of my main causes now. I, I usually like to take women on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you guys are, I'm doing Michigan this weekend, but there's going to be dudes opening for me, which is very rare. So enjoy that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I won't, but, but okay. You know, I got, yeah, I got to learn in a very like har- harsh time. And I think it, yeah. it, it, it made me grow a very thick skin very early on, whether that's a good thing or not. I, don't, I haven't decided. Yeah. Um, but I'm so, yeah, I'm, I'm very, uh, I romanticize the history of the comedy store a lot. So to be a part of that history means a lot to me. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Comedy Castle was really uh, formed out of uh, Mark Ridley's trip to L.A. in the 70s. No way. I and didn't he, know that. And it's he so went cool. to the store and he thought that was really cool. And uh, he decided he wanted to open that in Michigan. And uh, that was 1979. Wow, that's so that he, exciting! Never knew the history, but I know the people speak really highly of the club. Yeah, and when I say Chris, he was like, "Oh my God, you have to do yeah. it!" So yeah, Chris is yeah. Uh, Chris is a pretty much an annual uh, visitor, headliner for us. So 
yeah, for exciting. 20 some years now. So, uh, all right. Well, uh, you know, and uh, you're coming to the comedy castle. And I guess the first question I have is, are you bringing the pink microphone with you? Ha, I have a bunch <laughs> of different color mics. I don't know which one will show up in Michigan this weekend. Well, please we bring one. I, I encourage you. Yeah. Now it all started from me being a germaphobe and now I just yeah. like the flare. So, so that, that is like a pandemic thing. Yeah, I started like as right before the pandemic, yeah. I was on the road with Bobby Lee a lot and I would just get sick all the time. And then I realized that he was shoving the mic all the way <laughs> out. So was I. And I was like, wow, I'm indirectly making out with Bobby Lee. So, I gotta- <laughs> um, so it kind of started out of that. And then now my fans will buy me a mic or my family. Oh, and wow. It's kind really? Of- people get me. So I have I have a ton. I have I think I have like 12 different ones now. That's so. interesting. OK, yeah. It's I mean, it- yeah. It- and when I say bring one, that's not a knock on the equipment we use, but I feel like that's that is sort of a says is that a signature thing of yours then? Yeah, it's become kind of a signature thing, which I love because I'm like a total color okay. nerd. So well, it's exciting. Now it's out there. If anyone else shows up with some colorful mic, you're just ripping off Jade. I and, know, right? Uh, well, Nikki did it on her special. I'm like, Nikki, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, I'm sure uh, uh, Taylor Swift or one of these. Uh, Carrie that's Underwood's had all kinds of glittery microphones over yeah, the years, but uh, we're talking yeah. comedy. Yeah, you know, it's a whole new genre. I'm bringing it over. Yeah, and, like, you know, I think I bring in another thing over, like, you know, I'm sick of, like, you know, female comics don't have to dress a certain way anymore. We, yeah. we have a lot more fluidity and individuality now on stage. Not all of us look like, you know, a dude. Um, so wow. that's cool, too. It's... Yeah, I mean, uh, women uh, in comedy, you know, it's it's so uh, interesting when people think that, uh, I don't, you know, the whole women being kept down and, and that kind of stuff. And I'm sure that happens. But I can tell you just from working at the castle and being a comic myself that, you know, some of our biggest audiences are female comedians. I mean, Kathleen Madigan for, you know, a decade plus at the comedy castle sold out every single show. And uh, there's there's a demand to see women that there just isn't for guys. Well, you know, I think we just it's finally uh, we want to relate to a different point of view, yeah. you know, and nothing big jokes. I mean, all I do is pussy jokes. Um, <laughs> but I but it's yeah, it's nice to also not be the representative for every woman. You yeah. know what I mean? To right. different kinds of women out there. And um, yeah, it's exciting. Like, I don't know. I feel like a different vibration with audiences lately where a lot of women are finally coming up to me and saying, like, I really could relate. And just seeing women joke about this stuff that we haven't been able to talk about for a long time is uh, it's really rewarding. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely watching your special was like, oh, boy, you're really uh you kind of really go for it with the crowd and stuff. And that was impressive as, as a comic. I mean, I'm going, gee, she's really, uh, she, you jump right in with those people. You know, it's kind of a bummer because I, my special, I got an opportunity to do my special at helium and I ended up having to do it like, you know, in front of like 30 people midday on a Sunday. And my whole thing is about like energy from the audience and having a big kind of playing with the audience. So it was kind of tough for me like to have what, got recorded you know yeah. um but i think i made the best of it and no, yeah, I, I love, love you, human and you say that at one point about how it's afternoon on a sunday but watching yeah. it i couldn't tell and oh, uh so yeah it was really <laughs> nice i enjoyed it no it was good to get it you know like you know you know this you've been doing stand-up forever you have that kind of hour that you perform forever mm-hmm. and, uh it was time so that's why it was called jaded it was kind of the material that i've been doing for a long time, my survival material, and it was time for me to finally flap my little wings and write new stuff. So that forces cool. you to do it, doesn't it? 
It really fucking does. I didn't want to. I'm so sorry. Can I? Oh, we got it. We got it. Jade. Hi. Oh, okay. You got to You got to call me back or something. No, no. I said I'm so sorry. I curse. Oh, you cursed. Oh no, please don't. Please curse. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Careful. I mean, that's the show. The show has adult language. You can do it on this show. Okay, cool. I thought Good. your phone cut out there for a second. Oh, no, no. I just got... Oh, my God. Oh, no. I said, I said, fuck. <laughs> that's it. You're out of here. Um, boy, and then I'm looking at your, uh, your resume with all of these hosting gigs and all this stuff. So uh, what is the, the track for you? Are you uh, in front of the camera? Are you modeling before you're doing stand-up? Where does this all oh, fit in? Where did it all begin? I came out here really wanting, I went to school for musical theater. So musical theater is kind of my first passion. Um, I try to get it into the stand-up as much as I can, but um, I came out here wanting to host. I got a job at National Lampoon. The writer there was Sandy Danto. Okay. I know know Sandy Danto. Yeah. Yeah. He's from Michigan. Uh, Yes. Another (laughs) Michigan. I I know. I have a lot of Michigan friends. I have a lot of Michigan. And uh, he, he was like, you should do stand-up. And I was like, I would rather kill a baby. And (laughs) then he, the comedy store and something just clicked. Um, I, I was addicted. Like I, you know, I'd been around standup for a long time. I went to Emerson and, you know, Bill Burr. I mm-hmm. saw a lot of yeah. I just remember thinking like, why would they do this? This is humiliating. <laughs> why would anybody do this? Yeah. Um, and then I caught the bug. I, I don't know what happened. I just had this weird sense of familiarity at the store. And um, I started working there like a week later um, wow. and just kind of jumped, you know, full throttle in, but you know, I still want to do, I still want to act and, Every opportunity I get, I act in my main bread and butter is commercial work. Okay. Um, so if you, I don't know if you've seen, I have a progressive ad running right now. I, I don't know that I've seen it. Yeah. I, cause I, um, cause I, when I watch commercials, I, it's, I, I don't know if people tell you this, but I sort of don't see the faces. It's a weird thing. Really? Uh, well, it, it's weird. What well, here's, it? here's what I'll tell you. I'll give you an example. And maybe, you know, the person I'm referring to who I, I've known for years, I watched, uh, a commercial reel of a comedian I know, Nicole Amy Shriver, who's also from I Michigan. Love Nicole. Okay. Yeah, Nicole's yeah, great. Love so Nicole. I yeah. watched her. She put up her commercial reel, I and saw I'm, that. Yeah, and I'm watching it, going, I've seen these commercials, and yeah, I never realized that was her. And I've known her for years and years. So it's kind of this weird. Maybe it's because I I don't expect to see somebody I know in a commercial, or it's it's an odd thing. Or, it is, an, yeah. even for me, sometimes like I'll hear my voice in the yeah. other room, and I go, is "That was that my voice? <laughs> yeah, was that my voice? Was that my voice playing a young mom on TV right there you now?" Go. Well, that's great. Uh, but yeah, I want to do a little bit of of it all. You know what I mean? Like stand up is definitely not my only thing I love, but it is. You know, it's being on the road is so exciting, and getting to connect with people all across the country is like the most exciting part of it. Yeah. So, well, you gotta also kind of do what's hot, and I. It, from my experience and our experience at the club, comedy is so hot since the pandemic ended. Uh, it's just unbelievable right now. The, the way people are coming out to support it. And uh, no, it's exciting. Yeah. It really. And, you know, I did. I was like a big like, yeah, fuck social media. I don't want to do it. Yeah. And then I started clipping myself really early on before yeah. everybody was kind of doing it. And yeah, I've seen such a major change. And, you know, it's so cool to reach people that you wouldn't normally reach. Mm-hmm all the incels out there are so mad and i i love it <laughs> i you know i it's so it, the, i don't even want to get into those guys because yeah comedy I really I no do. no but i i find that uh you know those guys 
you know, you're they're not at the club in a sense. Do you know what I mean by that? Like they're not actually coming out and seeing like- it and hanging out and sort of talking with the comics and stuff because I think they'd have a whole different feel about it if they were just there in a way, you know, or they put themselves they out it. there creatively themselves. Yeah, no, they they help our algorithm and the more mad and the more they can interact with the oh. post the for me. So uh, oh. I have interns who are constantly just answering with, thanks for the love. Check out her special. You know, <laughs> if like women can't do stand up, we're like too late. Uh, well, so interesting to see the combination of like, you know, I think what it is, is like, I think a lot of people have frustrated performers inside of them mm-hmm. and it comes out as anger towards people who are doing it. Yeah, I think there's something to that for sure. And or they feel like they could do it if I only I, I hear that, you know, stand up. And you've probably heard this, too, about, you know, when you tell people you do stand up and they go, you know, I always wanted to try that. I thought I'd be good at that. You know, I was in college and I thought about and it's kind of like, well, I mean, that's cool if you think you can do it, but you probably couldn't have done it, to be honest with you. Yeah. And then they and then I love that everybody's a critic too. Yeah. like, oh, try this. It's like, yeah. OK, but you, you, wouldn't, getting- you wouldn't say to your doctor, you know, I was thinking about doing this. I thought I'd be good at being a neurosurgeon. Right. You would never say that. But with comic, it's sort of it's sort of, uh, you know, it's insulting. Feel like such a such a ownership of it where they feel like everybody's a critic. You know, everybody comes becomes a critic. And and then, you know, people forget, you know, comedy is subjective. Um, We the way we see the world is through our own eyes and through our own traumas and through our own lives. And so for someone to go, that's not funny. It's like, that's not funny to you, bro. Yeah. Um, well, it's um, it's if it's funny to you and people can relate to it, then I think that's what works. You know, I teach a comedy class and I tell people, I say, look, write about what you care about for sure. But if the audience isn't into it, it really can't be in your show either. You know, you do have, have to have an intersection. Are, I have some moments that are just for me. Okay. I call masturbatory jokes where it's like, <laughs> they for land, but I still want to say them out loud in a yeah. weird, masochistic way. Um, yeah, I just want to make people forget, you know, I, I love that Jim Carrey quote where he would just wreck his brain every night. Oh, what, why am I doing this? What am I doing this for? And it's, it's to make people forget their day. You know, I just want to, I just want them to be present and in the room together with everybody else, um, collectively having like a good time just for an hour, you know, it's not, it's not a lot. And then I want them to walk away going like, that was so crazy. That was so stupid, you know? Well, I will tell you, I mean, with your musical theater background, I I found the singing very, uh, very impressive and and unique. You know, I mean, I thought other comics haven't, you know, got Jay Chris Newberg has sung on stage for years and years. But what you're doing is doesn't even resemble what he's doing. No. Yeah. The bigger scale version of it is like a whole musical theater show with jokes within it um, that we're working on. So hopefully that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Jay Chris and I have some stuff up our sleeves too with music. So that's, right. well, that's really cool because I think uh, for those of you that haven't, if you're listening and haven't seen Jade perform, I, I feel like I heard you sing going, okay, she's singing the end of this joke. And then it's like another joke. And then it's a whole song. And then I'm like, Oh, this singing's a thing. <laughs> you know, it's, um, I hate to say it, but it, you know, having, a, okay, how about this? I'll explain it this way. Yeah. So sometimes laughing out loud when nobody's laughed out loud before is like having an opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes having an opinion is difficult when people are not really giving their opinions already. Mm-hmm. You have a brand new opinion is difficult. 
music is this sort of, I hate saying manipulation because it sounds like a negative thing, but music is sort of this soothing mechanism that helps people relax. Right. Um, yeah. And so I use music in that way where I help people kind of relax into laughing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like using that just as, as sort of a tool and it's enjoyable for me. I like, I just feel so free when I sing. I well, love how no, it I think it's great. And I, and I also, you know, as a comedy teacher, I say, I encourage everybody if they have some talent to please bring it to your stand-up act. You know, I find out sometimes months later after I've taught people that, you know, well, I, you know, I do some card tricks or I do this or that or I can uh, like we have a guy in town, Tim Finkel, who was a champion yeah. yo-yo guy. Oh, that's so cool. Growing up. And I, I, I don't What's know if I don't think I said to him, but I said, yeah. do a little yo-yo. I think people would enjoy that. And now the guy, he busts out a yo-yo and people go crazy. Cut to I'm stripping on my next show. You're like, <laughs> hey, Jim, that's not what I meant. But I'm really good at this. Oh, believe me, we've I've taught strippers uh, in comedy class. I've had all kinds. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, show business, wanting, too. As I get more and more comfortable, I really like nudity, something I like to really play with. I think it's the Brazilian part of me because it's not <laughs> taboo at all. So I often am like, you know, I like to interact with an audience member to make them com- uncomfortable and get, get people as nude as I can without the club getting that. <laughs> so look out for that if you guys come out this weekend. There you go. There is a, there is a, a, do I call that a threat or a tease? What, what do we call is that? It? But, <laughs> that's is, not a is it a dare? Is dare. it a dare? A dare. That's a good, that's a good name for it. Better than what yeah. I came up with. It's, <laughs> it's a dare. I dare you to get, well, you know, you'll see who's there. You know, we got to. People, you know, people have been getting more and more naked. I mean, I have this a whole joke about it, but you know, men can have so much more sexuality as far as comedy goes. And the second we make any kind of joke about any kind of genital, it's like, it becomes sexual. And so I'm trying to just, you know, make it an evil, even playing field, Mm. you know, all genitals are gross and funny, not just men's genitals. Well, do you think, do you think dudes are, if a guy's uh, not attractive, should he not be talking about sex? Is that part of it too? It has, I think it's like, I think we're all, we are all just humans yeah. who love to, um, you know, I think, like, I think it, it's such a vulnerable thing for people and they become so taboo because it's like a control thing, you yeah. know, uh, and people don't want to be vulnerable. Mm. Uh, they fight it. But I like feeling, making people feel that visceral, uh, I like push them into being uncomfortable and we're all uncomfortable together. And mm. so in a weird way, it bonds people, like it bonds the <laughs> You know, I'm trauma bonding my audience. That's what I'm doing. They're all surviving my show together. So in a way, feel bonded. Well, I'm I'm looking forward to the show. So what was, let me ask you this. I've asked this about people. What is the, what was, uh, you, you would remember, uh, what was the last regular job you had before actually, the show business? Or maybe, I don't know if you still have a regular job. I'm assuming you don't. No, but, no, 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 I, no, no. Um, I would not call my job regular. This is it. <laughs> this uh, is the job. Yes. I'm running from a KFC audition to a AT&T one. Okay. Um, I, I, my last regular job, actually, I worked bar mitzvahs for a company called Party Lane in Michigan. Oh, okay. For John Lane. If you guys don't know the company, they're incredible. They've been doing bar mitzvahs. They did Sandy Danto's bar mitzvah. I oh, okay. Uh, back in the nineties. Um, so I think that I had a lot of jobs like that, catering and that. Oh, I and you. then I of course, bartended at the comedy store for five years. So yeah. I think that might have been like official non-comedy job. That was it. Yeah. Well, that's like bartending's a tough job. 
it was fun. I didn't make a lot of money. I stole a lot of money from that club. <laughs> we all did. We all did. It I wasn't just. I don't have any comment about that at all. Please don't tell Mitzi. I well, I don't think Mitzi's. Uh, I don't think Mitzi's around. But whoever's running the store now. No, no, don't it was a long time. Yeah. We all kind of we all kind of ran it and you know kept it afloat <laughs> in that way. I think they're doing all right. I think they're doing good. I think they're I think doing good every night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great. Um, and I was also going to talk to you about, you know, MTV. You know, I saw all these MTV credits and I was oh, just man. thinking, you know, I mean, I've been I'm old enough. I remember when MTV started and even with, uh, you know, when they sort of pivoted to reality, I don't know what the next pivot is for them. You know, the I next know. pivot is we, like to not be around. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, we've been talking a lot about these cable networks, you know, especially I was just on uh, The Soup uh, on E. E had this whole rebranding opportunity to make it like a female comic centric sort of network. And I think what happens with the cable companies is like if they don't see numbers right away, uh, they're they pull stuff off, you know, and they don't give things time to sort of marinate. And yeah, like I I miss the good old days of talking head shows where all comics were at all times um i started back at girl code forever ago and yeah. um those were good I, shows i liked those shows a lot girl yeah, code and guy code those were fun and they're cheap to make and yeah. they can rerun i think where they're headed is like sort of a hybrid version of what people are doing on their own now on social media i think there's we're going to be seeing a lot of podcasts as, t- as okay. tv shows um some clip shows um, I think they're going to try to use cheap labor and uh, try to pay us less <laughs> and get us <laughs> on the air as well, quickly as possible. Yeah, that's kind of well. The, well, that's but that also I think reinforces why standup is still a great thing to be in because it's live. You can't really. I mean, you can watch it, but it's not the same. Certainly, uh, watching it in your living room, and so uh, we know that there's a demand for it. And I think as television declines, I think stand up and and live entertainment has actually gotten uh, more desirable for the audience. Certainly, the prices of tickets have gone through the roof for a lot of stuff. But I know, um, no, but it doesn't. It be, yeah, like I think we had two years of being pantless in our yeah. house watching reality TV, and now it's like we're all so hungry for experience mm-hmm. and. We're hungry for genuine connection and um, eye contact and seeing people's mouths and spitting into each other's <laughs> mouths and you know, all the fun stuff we got to do before COVID. All right. Well, we'll do that all this weekend, Jade. Let's plug a few things before we get moving along. What do you want to uh, I'm looking at your Instagram, uh, yeah. which I guess uh, I can recommend. <laughs> I guess, yeah, I just posted a photo of my butt, so that's making me feel embarrassed. Well, uh, I am looking at your butt. I'm, I, I, I've, I've scrolled away from your butt. Okay, okay, well, <laughs> that, now I feel rejected. Oh, uh, well. No, no, please, yeah, I, uh, I've been a little, I've been, I just got back from Brazil, so I've been a little slow, but I'm really, really good about posting, so please do follow me on all my socials, at Jade Catapretta. I post on every platform, including YouTube. Um, I have some things starting out, some shows that I'm going to be posting on directly onto my social media. Um, so please check that out and come through this weekend. We, I'm going to yes. be there the fifth to the sixth. We have, I think, five or six shows. Yeah, we um, have I five have shows. Five shows. Yeah. Um, come say hello. I'm hopefully you'll come out say hello. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm 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 there. I usually work the door, so you'll see me at okay, least for so some I'm, of the shows, if not all of them. But uh, yeah, beautiful. Um, I'm bringing merch. It's very rare oh. that I bring. So I'm really, really excited. Okay. Um, can, 
Can I give you a merch tip tip about our club? Bring everything you can carry. Really? Because comedians go home disappointed that they didn't bring more because they sold out after the Friday. Oh, I love that. I love my, yeah, I have a chill dick bro hat that I'm really <laughs> psyched about. And there's a beanie and there's cool shirts. And it's my first time kind of like, you know, wanting to make merch and um, letting people buy it. So nice. it's cool. Well, yeah. we'll look forward to that. We'll see you this weekend. And I hope everybody comes on out, Jade. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. It was nice chatting with you. Yeah, it was nice talking to you. And and certainly tell Jay Chris Newberg you talked to Joel Fragamani, and he'll tell you lots of stories about me that we didn't even get into. And uh, that oh, I'll have some dirt by the time I get it. He knows a lot about me. I know a lot about him. But uh, we're uh, he's a good egg, and if he likes you, I like you. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And tell everybody to get um, the blunts ready. Um, Blunts. Okay. Yeah, I know. Blunt's ready. Well, we're a we're a legal weed state. Blunts will be in the house, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. Like, come trade me a blunt for some merch. <laughs> the barter system, alive and well. That's an immigrant thing to say. I'm like, show me. What I'll give you a shirt. All right, Jade. All right, we're gonna let you go. Thanks, Jade. Bye. Bye. Well, there it is, guys. Bring your blunts. Blunts for merch. That's what Jade says. Now I. <laughs> I am not going to speak for the comedy castle when I tell you to bring your blunts. I think you maybe should probably leave your blunts at home because you can't smoke them at the comedy castle anyway. But uh, what can I tell you? It was a fun interview. She, uh, I'll tell you, I watched her special, man. She says it all. And uh, she sings. She she gets into it. She's got a lot of energy. It's a lot of uh, really great delivery. Super fun. And yes, I was looking at her butt. But that's her Instagram. That Don't blame me. You should go over to Jay's. Her butt's right on Instagram. I wasn't like, uh, you know, doing any kind of creeper search. I go through everybody's social media, and there's Jade's butt right there. More than once, I think, too. But, um, yeah, but it was fun that she knows Jay Chris Newberg, an old buddy of mine. And uh, really funny comic, inventive guy, producing a lot of television And he's working with Jade, so that's fantastic. So shout out to Jay Chris Newberg. And shout out to everyone for listening uh, this week. I think we had a a fun interview this week, a little bit of a shorter show. I did those couple of marathon shows there back-to-back and just giving you the headliner this week. But we'll have lots more shows to come this month. It's going to be a real uh, cool month of shows. We've got some local guys headlining coming up soon. Maybe I'll interview them in person. Maybe I can swing that one. We'll see. Stop these phone interviews. You know, Jade's phone wasn't the best. I I, I, I uh, give you credit for sticking with it, but uh, she was in her car between auditions. So thanks to Jade. Come on out this weekend. ComedyCastle.com has your tickets. Thanks again to Jade. Thanks again to all of you for listening. We'll catch you next week, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>